You're You're listening listening to to The Bottom Bottom Bible. Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm still <laughs> Vanessa. Still Vanessa. Oh, still our glorious, I try. amazing Vanessa. Um, and this week's episode, we're going to try to keep it real bruff, real brief. Nice and good old pair of boxer briefs. Um, And piggybacking off of Vanessa's brilliant episode of being buried alive and all those horrifying stories. Truly, it's like a new fear that I didn't realize I needed to develop. It's like, I need you to check on me. Like, you got to like, I need you to be like absolutely 100% sure. Like check and then check one. You better check one more time. (laughs) I, I told you to check thrice. Thank you. I have asked you to check me thrice. So this is, apparently we are not the only ones with that fear. And um, it's called taphophobia, T-A-P-H-O-P-H-O-B-I-A, taphophobia or taphophobia, which is the fear of being buried alive. It's closely related to other phobias such as fear of death, which is thanatophobia, fear of tombstones, placophobia or placophobia, fear of cemeteries. Oh God, coimatrophobia. Oh, like last two, yeah. Um, and then fear of tight and close spaces, claustrophobia. Yeah, I feel like that is closely tied in when you can't breathe and someone's burying you alive. I feel like that would sneak in. Okay, so the fear of burying being buried alive peaked, highly peaked, during the cholera epidemics of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So, but accounts of unintentional live burial have been recorded even earlier. The fears of being buried alive were heightened by reports of doctors and accounts in literature and newspapers. Edgar Allan Poe has, um, it's like premature, premature burial is one of his like works where that is yep. literally what's happening. Um, so, okay. The general fear of pre- the general fear of premature burial led to the invention of many safety devices, which could be incorporated into coffins. So most consisted consisted of some type of device for communication to the outside world, such as a cord attached to a bell um, that interred person could ring, so they revive, so they bring them up like. I'm still alive in here. Right. Ring-a-ding-ding. Um, a safety coffin of this type appears in the 1978 film The First Great Train Robbery and more recently in the 2018 film The Nun. Other variations on the bell included flags and pyrotechnics. Give me the pyrotechnics one. Stop. I want to be launching a firework like the 4th of July. Um, some designs included ladders. <laughs> ladders? To get down, I would imagine, to the Oh, because I'm corpse. not climbing. If you've buried me alive... You better work. The, you I'm better sorry. Ring a ding dang. You better come get me. Um, escape hatches, escape hatches, and feeding tubes. But many forgot a method for providing air. Oh, whoops! Again, what do we say? What time period do we most want to be in? The future. Okay. Um. So that was just from <laughs> Wikipedia. Just an overall review of what safety coffins are but there's a great article um on smithsonian magazine where they talk about 
all the different, in greater detail, all the different types of safety coffins that people had developed throughout time. Um, so let's talk, before I get into these, let's mention, so so Edgar Allan Poe, uh, 19th century master storyteller, he exploited human fears in his stories, and the fear of being buried alive was no exception. In Premature Burial, a short story first published in 1844, the narrator describes his struggles with things such as attacks of the singular disorder, which physicians have agreed to term catalepsy, an actual medical condition categorized by a death-like trance and rigidity to the body. I know a few people that I feel like would have this diagnosis. Um, that's not funny. I know it's a real thing. Um, the story focuses on the narrator's fear of being buried alive and the corrective actions he takes to prevent it. He makes friends promise that they will not bury him prematurely, does not stray from his home, and builds a tomb with equipment allowing him to signal for help in case he should be buried alive only to wake from one of his episodes. Like, kind of like, I need you to double check. Like, many stories that we heard, they were like, well, mm, seems dead. Seems dead, um, yeah. So this is actually an excerpt from uh, Premature Burial. The slightest pressure upon a long lever that extended far into the tomb would cause the iron portal to fly back. There were arrangements also for the free admission of air and light and convenient receptacles for food and water within immediate reach of the coffin intended for my reception. This coffin was warmly and softly padded and was provided with a lid fashioned upon the principle of the vault door with the addition of springs to so contrive that the feeblest movement of the body would sufficient would be sufficient to set it at liberty. Wee, here we go. Cool. Um, besides all this, what if like you did have like atrophy or whatever? Like it was just like flying corpses. <laughs> um, besides all this, there were there was suspended from the roof of the tomb a large bell, the rope of which it was designed should extend through a hole in the coffin and so be fastened to one of the hands of the corpse. Okay. Uh, fortunately, the care takes all these precautions only to find that its greatest fear is realized. Ooh, dark detail. Okay. So the first um, like safety coffin we're going to talk about is the improved burial case. Burial is a really hard burial. Burial is a really hard word to say for me. I, I don't burial. know why. Burial. Burial. My I read it as bur- burial, but it's burial. Um, my brother can't say Arthur, so meh, you win some, you lose some. So I have trouble with asterisks. Asterisks. asterisks? Yeah, the little star. I, world war is also really hard like world war three uh, it's very hard okay so um it's not clear if poe inspired um innovation or if he was merely tapping or rap tap tapping into the feelings of the time but this fear led to one of the creepiest categories of invention coffin alarms uh, um <laughs> There were a series of inventions in the 19th century which would aid someone who was buried alive to escape, breathe, and signal for help. So this is patent number 81,437 was granted to Franz Vester on August 25th, 1868 for an improved burial case. And what this was, the tomb is equipped with a number of features including an air inlet, a ladder, and a bell, if you're underground, I don't know what the ladder is going to do, but okay, and a bell so that the person, upon waking, could save himself. If too weak to ascend by the ladder, he can ring the bell, giving the desired alarm for help, and thus save himself from premature death by being buried alive. Okay? Okay. Um, and I'll try to do a screenshot of all of these, because there are these elaborate kind of drawings um, 
and illustrations that go along with it. So patent number 268,693 uh, granted on December 5th, 1882 to John Critchbaum for a device for indicating live live-in buried persons. Is that how that's supposed to be read? Okay, anyway, the device has both a means for indicating movement as well as a way of getting fresh air into the coffin. The disclosure states that it will be seen that if the person buried should come to life, a motion of his hands will turn the branches of the T-shaped pipe upon or near which his hands are placed so it's basically like the person is is buried and then they have um like a bar like in Mm. their hands and then if it it would rotate it or twist it if the person came to life oh oh oh, i get it um and so hands will turn the branch of the t-shaped pipe b upon or near which his hands are placed a marked scale on the side of the top indicates movement of the t and air passively comes down the pipe so you would be able to breathe um once sufficient time has passed to show that the person is dead the device can be removed um okay the next one is called the burial casket. And this was uh, this patent was granted November 3rd, 1885 to Charles Sealer and Frederick Borntrager. Um, so this one, the invention provides for improvements in the important components of previous buried alive inventions. In this instance, motion of the body triggers a clockwork driven fan, which will force fresh, breathable air into the coffin instead of a passive air pipe. The device also includes a battery powered alarm. According to the patent, when the hand is moved, the exposed part of the wire will come in contact with the body, completing the circuit between the alarm and the ground of the body in the coffin. The alarm will sound. There is also a spring-loaded rod which will raise up carrying feathers or other signals. Additionally, a tube is positioned over the face of the buried body so that a lamp may be introduced down the tube and a person looking through the tube can see the face of the body in the coffin. Ooh. Ooh. Pass. Um, Okay. And so... As medicine has advanced, there have, of course, been technological advances in determining if someone is alive or dead. Doctors can hook up a body to machines that monitor heartbeats, brainwaves, and respiration. But even though the fad of coffin alarms has long passed, there are some interesting 21th century inventions in connecting with the dead. So in August 3rd, 2010, Jeff Dannenberg uh, patented an apparatus and method for generating post-burial audio communications in a casket. Oh, it's like a little screen on a casket door. In this instance, the casket has an audio message system containing audio and music files that are automatically played in accordance with the program schedule, thereby allowing the living to communicate with the deceased. The system also allows for wireless updating of the recorded files, giving surviving family members the ability to update, revise, and edit stored audio files and programming after burial. And then lastly, there is your Music for Eternity systems. Um, The system comprises a solar-powered digital music player, which allows both the living as well as the dearly departed to be comforted by music or a recorded message. There's a speaker in the casket and a headset jack on the headstone. So I guess you guys can be listening to the <laughs> like, both. You have to like put your headphones. Yeah. Like, well, I'm buried alive, but I've got a nice little message here. I guess everything will be fine. Oh God! There's <laughs> and gotta, then I'm gonna oh. download an episode of the Bottom Bible. Everything will be fine. <laughs> if it rhymes, everything will be fine. There is one more, which is the casket jewelry guard apparatus. 
So this one was patented. When did this patent go through? Um, October 11th, 1994 to Ruby Hall. What's up, girl? The system comprises a solar power. Nope, that's not that one. This oh. one is um, tomb robbing was recognized as a problem as early as the in the early dynastic period, which is like uh, 3150 to 2613 BC. And the living has taken measure. The living have taken measures to protect the dead and their valuables back to the time of the Egyptian pharaohs. Many of these tombs were equipped with deterrence and safety measures. This invention, the one that was patented in 1994, however, is next level when it comes to protecting the deceased valuables. The apparatus attaches the jewelry worn by the deceased to an alarm system while also securing it to the casket. So even after death do us part, spouses can wear their wedding rings for eternity. And it shows like they're all like attached in to the person. So that is kind of like I guess they were trying to not be buried alive when ring-a-ding-ding that bell. Um, and there, one thing I did find interesting um, with is a few like catchphrases that have been linked back to safety coffins, with especially with the bells. Um, and then some have de- been debunked, but I'm just going to read. This is also from the Wikipedia safety co- coffin. Um, so... Folk etymology has suggested that the phrases saved by the bell, dead ringer, and graveyard shift come from the use of safety coffins in the Victorian era. The saved by the bell expression is actually well established to have come from boxing, where a boxer who is still on their feet but close to being knocked down can be saved from losing by the bell ringing to indicate the end of the round. Mm -hmm. But there's no information indicating that dead ringer or graveyard shift um, didn't also come from the... Um, safety coffin. Now, graveyard shift, my understanding was the people actually working in the graveyards to keep grave robbing, reduce the um, crime in graveyards, and then those are the hours that people were working, so that just got linked. But dead ringer is really interesting. I don't know what any other explanation would be for that. dead ringer is supposed to be like... Like you're a a dead ringer for that. A match, Yeah. Like spot on. Um, so I don't know if those are valid, but they were interesting. Saved by the bell. Yeah. Saved by the bell makes the most sense, but that also makes sense in boxing. So. Ding, ding. Um, Morris. Yeah. Listen, Mr. Not Mr. Belvedere. Um, what's his name? Mr. Belvedere. Wait. Bell. Oh, my God. Yes. You accidental genius. Don't even know. <laughs> Can't can't even see how genius she is. Oh God! So that's it. Those are the weird, um, bizarre. I don't. I don't. I don't think we have any more ring a ding dings. Um, I can't keep call. I keep calling him a ring a ding ding. I'm so sorry. If that's very insensitive. Um, that's all I keep thinking. A ring a ding ding. Um, <laughs> but also, like we we talked about the last episode. Just check. Just. Double check. double check, triple check. Don't toss me in anything. Please. I need you. Like I need you to write. Do I have to write that down? I think I have to write that down and sign it and be like, listen, listen. You better check. You better triple check. That is that meme that was from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, it came from the Real Housewives of Atlanta when uh, Sheree was planning. I think that this was her. How do I know all this? I love this it. was her fashion label debut. She by Sheree. Um, and she's up with an event planner and the event planner is trying to like get her to slow her roll. And she was like, who's going to check me, boo? Yeah. And that became a meme. 
So, Hulga, check me, boo. It better be you. It better like, be you. You need to check. Thrice. Check one more time and then check thrice yeah. for me. <laughs> you need to check thrice for me. Be sweet and nice to me. Check thrice for me. Thank you. Check. Oh, God. I... <laughs> Sorry. Check thrice. Check thrice. I have, I have asked, asked you, you thrice. thrice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I've heard I, I've heard of a couple of these. Uh, I've probably seen them in weird YouTube videos mm-hmm. in a rabbit hole at work. And then these weren't to prevent premature burials. But um, I know that like um, either to protect from grave robbing or if they thought there was like an ooky spooky vampire. Um like wrought iron grills kind of over um uh over coffins or where the yeah. coffin would be laying so that if someone wanted to rob or dig up the the coffin to steal jewelry or something off the corpse they couldn't because of the the uh, cage yeah kind of over the area or if there was like a fear that they were vampires mm just a little cage. Can you imagine waking to find out that you're a vampire? You're the undead. <laughs> you are Nosferatu. Okay. And you get up out of your coffin and you like, di- I guess, start like DIY digging through your thing, whatever, because you got to get out, only to be like, get that ladder. <laughs> but then, like, you hit that grill and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Can I not catch you your break? So it's like hungry. being blue shelled in Mario Kart. <laughs> Right before you finish the finish line. Right before you cross right the before. finish line. It's Luigi. Fucking Mario sneaks right past you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I still don't quite get the ladder. But, like, okay. Like, how tall is this ladder? Like, is yeah. it, like, you can, like, set it. I don't. Because, yeah. like, also, like, if they get out of the coffin, they might, out, yeah, right? they might die on that ladder because they're exhausted. They haven't been fed in days. They probably, How I don't know. Get, I mean, a shovel would be better. Yeah. Give but me, even give then, like, tool. where is it going to go? Where is the dirt going to go? You're yeah. safe, sort of, inside the coffin or casket. Yeah. Because there's no dirt in there. But as soon as you open up that lid, the dirt's going to come pouring in. I did see an illustration that was like, if you are buried alive, then dig on the bottom of the coffin and not the top. But then you're going to go further bed. in. What? But you'll aerate. You'll, if you're, I think it's like oh. whatever the force of oh. you being able to like put all of your body weight that way. And then you'll act because there is going to be air if you're able to at least like right. peel it back right. or something. Um, I just remember that like very clip art like diagram image of this man like because i yeah. kept thinking about that one gal whose like fingers were like bloody oh. she was in that coffin they yeah. talked about her in that um article i forgot her name oh, sorry girl. sad oh it's so sad um, um oh god if i had to write alice a pamphlet, blendon was that her sure i don't okay. know i forgot poppy what, tea? you was know she the poppy tea one you know girl once i say something no she was the one <laughs> i think that she had it was the bite of a tsetse fly Oh yeah, I remember that fly, but I don't remember her name. Girl, sorry, sorry about that. 
Oh, God. It's so awful. Yeah, oh, there was my, another person, I guess. Similar story. Hands torn up. My instructional poster would be, like, if you find yourself alive inside a coffin, I mean, I guess this is this is where you live now. <laughs> this is home now. This is me now. This is home now. I would just, like, I'd probably wake up and just be like, you fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. My first uh, reaction would still be to be annoyed. I'm annoyed by everything and everyone. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be – I'm already anxious and I'm not even – I'm not in – I'm in – I'm out. I'm breathing air. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but the thought of that, like, oh, God. I think I am a little bit claustrophobic. Also, like, if I – because when my spaces aren't – well, it's weird. It's all layered in different layers. But um, if my spaces aren't organized and there's a yeah. bunch of clutter, yeah, I get that feeling of claustrophobia. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I'm like, oh, I Me can't too. breathe. I can't think. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that would be – I would get very anxious, which also then would be counterproductive because then I'd be like, <gasps> and, you know, I might as well just be like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I will have dreams not about being frightened or scared of small spaces, but I'll have a dream where I'll get really anxious about it's usually a car. Mm. Like whatever I'm sitting in a car will be too tight. Oh, or if yeah. there's like six of us, but it's like a five seater. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be three hours like this. I can't. I'll take a bus. Yeah. Goodbye <laughs> forever. I'm not going. Goodbye forever. I got to go. I'll just just leave me here. I'm gonna hitch a ride with the the charm. No, I'm fine. Just leave me here. We're good. I'll I'm good. Charm will come along. Whatever. (laughs) His skin will keep me warm. Yeah. (laughs) Blanket of skin. Oh god. Oh Um, god. That took a dark turn. Um. (laughs) Blanket of skin sounds like a flat penis. Oh god. Just a blanket of skin. Like a flat worm. Like the opposite like of flatworms, I keep finding in uh, <laughs> in Animal Crossing. One of these days, oh, I don't like them. One of these days, um, and you can edit this out. You can keep it in. I mean, it's all gold, right? One of these days, we're going to have to have an Animal Crossing episode. I'm yes, I'm here for this. I, I... bought a mariachi costume today because it's at yes. it's at. Mabel's able the able sisters yeah I bought two mariachi suits because I couldn't decide which color I liked I got the red one and the white one yes I still can't figure out how to do anything um well I mean I can figure out a lot of stuff I can't figure out how to send you things in the game oh okay I can show you how to do that so you have to send you have to show me that because you have sent me some noise things. I got that skull radio. <gasps> I got that skeleton cute. suit. Because I can't get like, I'm only just now starting to see some costumes, but they're mm. all lame. Yeah, I have to. Like I'm a caterpillar, too. a piece of sushi. Oh, caterpillar's cute. I, like I did. Yeah, but it like doesn't, it's like, there's no top to go with it. Yeah. Like, there's no head thing. I do have an imp hat that I bought that kind of like I can make it work. It's like a yeah. green imp hat. Um, why am I talking about? But yes, I love it. Mariachi, but that skull, I want that skeleton costume in real life. I bought the like Victorian dresses. Yes. I bought one of those too. What color did you buy it in? I, I bought green. a red one and a white one. Ooh, I like this red and white. I just in, 
Well, as in Animal Crossing, as in life, I'm a fucking idiot with my money. <laughs> you have so much more money than me, though. I had well, like because, 900 bells. Oh, I go, point. I obsessively will clear out the majority of my pockets, only the absolute necessary things. And then I buy a travel ticket, a plane ticket. Yeah. To go to another uh, island. And then I pluck all the grass. Mm-hmm. I chop down as many trees, or not chop down the trees, but like chop wood. Yeah. I catch everything I can possibly catch. I dive for things and I just, I come back with loaded pockets. And sometimes, sometimes it's like not great, but usually it's pretty good. And it's usually like close to 20,000 bells. Oh, yeah. That I can get yeah. like from just a trip. And then I go around my island and collect fruit. And usually fishing and diving for things. Yeah. To Do you get have any money, money, money? Fruit from like a that's not grown on your island? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. That, I don't have like apples. Yeah, I don't have apples yet. But I imported well, I already had did I have coconuts or did I not? No, I think I imported I imported the coconuts. Probably not, no. Yeah. And oranges and cherries. Yeah. I, my island came with pears. Ooh, okay. What do nice. you have? I have cherries and peaches <gasps> and coconuts and pears. You have peaches? I've got peaches. I don't have apples yet either. I don't know anybody that has apples. I, I have a really I cute apple peaches. dress I want to make. I, I, really I love eating the oranges in the morning because I pretend mm. like I'm it's like my orange juice. Drink your juice, oh, I Shelby. I think I might have oranges too. You can't actually make orange juice, which is kind of a shame. I, I did... You're going to need to visit my island. I did look at those flower breeding charts that you showed me. Mm-hmm. And I set up pansies, mums, and roses yes. to crossbreed. Yes. I did already get a pink rose. Yes. And then Pinks I got the black lilies. They're vibrant. Ooh, the black lilies. Yeah. Those I have great. to, I've got so many lilies growing. I have to like scoop them up and organize them into like a, a garden area yeah. so I can get the colors. Yeah. And I got that pumpkin patch. Got to do a pumpkin patch. I don't know what I'm going to do with that pumpkin patch because I assume at some point it's going to stop. The pumpkins will stop growing. No, you can keep, you pluck them and then you, um, to use them for DIYs. Right. I made myself some spooky chairs. Nice. And then you can just Um, sell them and do like a Christmas thing. I'm sure there'll be like a holiday, holiday deal. But. For those of you, we were seriously just talking about Animal Crossing, yes. and I thought I forgot we were recording an actual podcast. So, so sorry. So, for those of you that, um, I don't know, we're the bottom Bible. Yeah. <laughs> we're the bottom Bible everywhere you want to find us. That's what we're going to be. Um, hopefully, you don't have any horrifying buried alive stories that you want to share with us or know anyone that's experienced that. But um, if you're currently buried alive, pull out your cell phone and call the bottom Bible hotline and record a message about it what Thanks. songs did your loved ones program for you i want to know that oh what if God. they like got their taste wrong and i'm like i don't want to fucking listen to this shit for the rest of oh, whatever it's all like um amy grant <laughs> it's like that bad like <gasps> pop country no girl it's all the kid bop one like, oh the my god sing it. i forgot what it's called it's all taylor swift rapping oh on loop Okay. Punch myself All right. in the face. We're out. Goodbye. You'll Goodbye. see us next week. Come back. We love you.
Check thrice. Check it. Check us fucking thrice. To tell me what you want.